0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Big MX Radio Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Racetech. Racetech gold valves, pretty much a revalve in a box. Don't believe me? Call them up or shoot them an email, and you're going to save some money if you mention Big MX Radio while making your purchase. Same goes for WUSA. If you mention Big MX Radio, you're going to save 10% off of your wheels rolling into the next season. The wheels are lightweight, super strong and they look unbelievable. And did you know that you can actually just buy the components themselves from WSA? You can go on the website and buy a spoke and nipple kits. You can buy rims, you name it, straight off the website. And if you call and mention Big MX Radio, they're going to save you 10% off of your purchase. So if it was a $1,000 set of wheels, they're literally handing you back $100 to go towards uh, putting brand new tires on your bike or maybe something else along those lines that uh, would help you feel more comfortable on the motocross bike. Heck, maybe you can put that 100 bucks towards uh, a brand new set of triple clamps from Luxon MX. And oh, by the way, you can also save 10% with Luxon MX. With discount code BigMX at checkout. Again, they're gonna give you 10% of your purchase price back. Triple clamps run about $1,000. So, again, they're throwing that $100 back to you. So, again, you just have this $100 that's burning a hole in your pocket. So, maybe you call up Guts Racing, my friend Andy Gregg over there, fantastic guy with a great organization that, that produces amazing products. Seat bases, seat foam, and, of course, their seat covers are second to none. They have those Velcro uh, seat covers that uh, are really easy to change out. If this bricklayer can figure it out, you can too. Uh, Put that money that you've saved with the other sponsors that I have to Guts Racing, and also you can save some money with those guys. 20% savings with Big MX20 at checkout. Uh, You're saving money left, right, and center when getting your bike all ready for the upcoming season. The bike will be feeling good, you'll be looking good, and you'll also be saving some money along the way. Same goes with Phoenix Handlebars. You can save 15 percent off your purchase with Phoenix Handlebars with Big MX15 at checkout. Phoenix Handlebars has a ton of different bar bar pad covers. You're going to want to go and get yourself a couple of those just so you can switch up the look of your motocross bike. And... Last but not least, we also have Heartbeat Hot Sauce along with us. You can go to Amazon, order yourself some Heartbeat Hot Sauce, and get those guys all hooked up. Uh, it's so delicious. I add it to all of my meal prep, eggs, you name it. Adds a little bit of tick, kick, adds a little bit of flavor, and uh, yeah, honestly can't say enough good things about that company. They're really, really chill people, and uh, they support the Team Solitaire team. They also support this podcast, so uh, hats off to those guys. And they also had a car that was racing during the weekend of uh, the Daytona 500. So what? What more reasons do you need to go get yourself some heartbeat hot sauce? All right, guys, we're almost five minutes into the podcast. I haven't even called up Jeremy McKay yet. So how about we hang this up and call up Jeremy McKay here on the Big MX Radio Podcast? Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for so much for listening to this episode with Jeremy McKay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast, Jeremy McKay. Jeremy, how's it going?
1: Doing good. Thank you. How are you?
0: Hey, man, I'm doing just fine. It's a beautiful Tuesday morning. We're talking motocross. What could possibly be better?
1: Um, probably being down south, except I've seen that snowstorm coming down in my window
0: <laughs> Fair enough, my friend. Well, yeah, you know what? It's uh, it's still bitterly cold up here in the heart of Canada, and this here is a little bit of uh, what, what a, uh, us Canadians call CanCon, Canadian content, which uh, the the, C- the CBC requires minimum 30, 30% Canadian content. Uh, I, I can't say that uh, 30% of my podcasts are Canadian, but you know what? This one particularly is. Uh, I saw that there was a press release about the brand new, or at least a rebranded, Kawasaki team rolling into the Triple Crown Series this this year, and uh, I, I thought to myself, you know what? That is a great opportunity for Jeremy McKay to, f- to get himself full-time on a, on a OEM-supported team up here in Canada, so what better opportunity than to have him on the podcast? Yeah,
1: thank you. No, it's a great opportunity, and thank you for doing that podcast with me.
0: I'm really thankful absolutely it's great to finally chat with you I, I I hear a little bit of an accent so does that mean that uh, you happen to you happen to be from the great province of Quebec
1: yeah uh, I'm French Canadian I'm uh, from uh, actually a small town called beet in Montreal and yeah we're from uh, the French palace
0: beautiful my friend what a, what a Great place to be from. Absolutely gorgeous architecture, and uh, one one thing that Quebec is known for—maybe two things—is uh, actually. You know, I just thought of the third. Um, amazing freestyle skiers. Basically, every ama- like every great freestyle skier that has ever come out of Canada is is from, or at least for moguls or or even halfpipe is from Quebec. Some of the most unbelievable motocross racers, especially in the last 20, uh, 20 plus years. And then on top of that, unbelievably beautiful women. You guys have some of the mo- most beautiful <laughs> chicks in all of Canada. They're all, I don't know what you guys did, something in the water. You kidnapped a bunch of them years ago. But yeah, you, you guys have some of the most beautiful specimens walking around your province, man.
1: Yeah, we definitely have a lot of pretty girls around here, that's for sure. And I'm. Uh, 100% agree with the skiers too. I uh, actually went to a ski event downtown in Montreal this uh, past Saturday. Uh, one of my buddy was competing and had some uh, solid guys out there and even an old, uh, you probably wouldn't know, but a guy used to race in motocross on 65. He's now an incredible skier too, so uh, we have a good prospects. So
0: Oh, 100%. I I, kind of sprinkle in a little bit of my my, my skiing career into the podcast sometimes. I did compete for the lowly Team Manitoba back in the day and uh, had to run into uh, the Mikael Kingsbury's and... uh, uh, the, uh, Alexandre Bilodeau, uh, throughout the, throughout my travels. Cause those guys are about my age. Uh, Kingsbury, a little bit younger Billado I think is a year older. Uh, and those guys would feed me my lunch at uh, the national events. Uh, but yeah, uh, Quebec known for turning out skiers and motocross racers, beautiful women. You happen to be a motocross racer and a damn good one at that. And, uh, yeah, I saw you at the track, my friend, honestly, like uh, I don't know if it's uh, if I'm uh, crossing the line here, but I would imagine that those beautiful women are probably chasing you left, right, and center. You're a good-looking dude.
1: Um, thank you, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if, uh... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say to that. But uh, definitely um, when uh, it's time to have fun, I'm able to have some fun, if I can say it like that. But otherwise, I'm pretty focused. I don't really... Uh, take time to see who's chasing and who's not or chasing anyone. So I'm pretty focused on my career and yeah,
0: that is, uh, that is one thing modest, blushing, and four minutes into the podcast, he's probably wanting to uh, jump off the line. But uh, Jeremy, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast, French-Canadian motocross racer who now sits on an OEM-backed, basically a factory Canadian team, uh, and, and a step in the right direction for you as uh, you've had some success in the, in the 250 class, uh, but by the pictures on the uh, from, from the team uh, press release, looks like you're moving up to the 450 class.
1: Yeah, I had a really good uh, year last year. Um, actually, not didn't start great, but I did uh, put my head down and focus, and uh, it was good. You know, I finished off strong. I rode with the Red Bull team uh, back here, and uh, we did some good, pretty good results. And then Cowie yeah, offered me great opportunity. It was I had? Um, I know I'm a bigger guy. I was training on a on a 450 KTM, and then when they got me the opportunity i knew i would just be a good 450 rider i'm a tall guy obviously and uh i can i can ride a 450 so uh it's a good opportunity and i'm ready to step up and we'll uh, see what i can do with the premier class
0: 100 percent. yeah tall lanky guy uh clearly can handle the 450 no problem uh we saw you last year at uh, at pilot mound or prairie hill mx which unfortunately won't be on the series this year but uh that was a brutally hot day um when you come to Manitoba at that time of year, you're either going to get thunderstorms or rain, uh, or, or are extremely, uh, extremely hot weather. You guys got the latter. You guys got the, 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 extreme heat that we can get here in Manitoba, uh, despite being a province that also gets bitterly cold. Um, yeah. Talk to me a little bit about last year. Uh, it's a, it was a privateer KTM re- effort to begin with, uh, looked good in the, in the Fox gear, man. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I was a little bit bummed to see that you had to switch brands. And then again for this year, uh, because the fox was a pretty strong look uh but tell me a little bit about uh putting in some great results and then getting a a call from uh red bull factory racing ktm here in canada where you were able to finish out the season you did end up having to switch gear brands but i'm sure you were happy to be on a brand new motorcycle
1: yeah um yeah last season was uh was good like i said fox has been supporting me a lot and uh Gave me a lot of support in the past couple of years. So Disney was a bummer to switch gear brand, but they were awesome while I was with them, and they're still part of uh, part of me. Cause uh, with my track, they're helping out a ton with my track too. So that's great. They're amazing people. And yeah, I had a, a good, uh, decent year. I said I starting off a little. I didn't have uh, as much confidence as uh, I used to have on amateur, but uh, with a couple first pro season injuries and stuff, but. Slowly picked up the pace, and I knew I was able to run uh, those guys I've raised them before and beat them before and amateurs and stuff. So it was all uh, all to click Log laps, click uh, one by one one check mark by check mark, and then uh, We got to do that podium as the privateer on Moncton with uh, this great support from PRMX team They were bringing my bike being awesome and then the Monday morning after Moncton right before Bow KTM called me and I uh, was up for it home race factory team second moto was awesome and then Walton was even better so it was uh, it was great to have the opportunity and uh, step up and made sure that i make i i did good and made them look good too by uh, giving me that chance
0: well, that's un- unbelievable to hear. Such a that's so Canadian moto that uh, um, Julian would have uh, would would like you're, you're not you're racing with a, a different manufacturer uh, than than he his team is supported with, but still throws you in the truck. Uh, the camaraderie within the series is sounding a second to none when it comes to motocross, and uh, and then on top of that, yeah, like the home kit, the hometown boy does good by uh, by landing uh, a KTM factory ride for the remainder of the season you did extremely well uh by all accounts and um yeah like that that, that must have been so cool for not only yourself but the family uh and, and close friends to to see you sort of uh, i'm sure they've seen you from the tender ages when you first got onto dirt bikes to eventually be uh on uh, one of the most preeminent teams uh, one of the most respected teams in the pits um at a home race and and showing up for the fans that must have been cool
1: yeah, it was awesome. Honestly, uh it was good for everyone, for myself, for uh, my family, everyone. I had a really, really strong amateur career, so and a really good uh, rookie season as a pro too. So my second pro year right before last year when I got injured and in race, it was really tough mentally, physically, everything. So to bounce back last year and uh do that 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 well near the end and show that I was I was there and I could still do it. It felt really good. Uh, my everyone was happy. My friends, most of my friends, are all athletes in their own sports, so they understood and they, they, they were happy for me too. So that was uh, really, really cool.
0: Certainly, and, and you kind of mentioned that a little a uh, few minutes ago about uh, sort of uh, having a particular year where uh, I'm sure you were a little, you feeling a little bit lost. Feel like it's very easy for um, guys who have an incredible amateur career that when things don't exactly go to plan on a particular year, or maybe they've never dealt with a lot of injuries, um, a lot of a lot of amateur racers, especially in Canada, where the, the talent pool is very spread out, like a guy like uh, Ryder McNabb, I, he raced locally here in Manitoba. I think I've seen him lose like two or three motos, period. Well, like uh, on a particular weekend, I lose two motos because I don't win them. Um it's, it's a it's a tough pill to swallow and, and, like, having to go through those hard times. Tell me a little bit about facing those adversities, um, not only the support system that you had to be able to overcome that, but also when it comes down to, to just Jeremy, um, like, sitting there on the line with the motocross is – it, it, it takes a it takes a village, it takes a lot of support, but at the end of the day, it's one guy on one motorcycle, and uh, the de- decision has to be made to be able to put uh, your best foot forward. How did you go about that?
1: Yeah, uh, Jeremy's used to, uh, it, it was tough for, for me mentally. I mean, uh, I, I was used to winning amateur, I didn't like to get second, and as a pro, I don't like to get second either, but it was mostly tough to learn that um, I had to, Except that a fifth was good, and then you climb up again, and a third was good, and the second was good to get back to. All right, we want to win all the time, so it was, it was tough mentally and with those. And like, I, and I went. I had a strong winter of training too, and I trained the summer with Dylan Wright. So, and he's one of my good buddies, and he knows I uh, how fast I am on the practice track. And I've never been a a practice guy more than a race guy. So that to start off the year being so strong on the practice track and struggling in the race was really tough because it was. A lot of things were happening that I've never had before. Like, I've always always been a better racer than a practice guy. And then more of the year went forward, more that I switched back to how I was. Like, I would qualify p fifth, which was already better, but I would finish second or third near the end. So, that was – it was getting really, really better. And just to uh, mentally be on the line and be like, get that confidence back. You know, I got that that fifth at Prairie Hill. That really helped. And then we kind of keep that momentum did a couple of suspension switch throughout the years and then just to gain that confidence back. And then once I, I got that third at that was a big, big confidence boost. And then Beau, I think that second moto and I I led pretty much the whole moto until like three, four laps to go. I was, that's my confidence came back and I was like, all right, I know I can do it again. And then Walton went out 2-2, two, two, but I was there for the fight for the, um, for the win. So at least uh, it was just it was just a really tough build to swallow to understand that, you won't jump in and win right away, and that you gotta accept that some that a third is like a win to start and then build up from there. So we we got it though. We we fi- almost figure it out. We're trying to. We still have a lot to do and to improve, but we figure out a big part which helps a lot and uh, going to help us carry a better momentum and confidence into next season.
0: Well, building confidence is a dark art, my friend. Uh, being able to sort of just build those blocks step by step by step sometimes you take a step backwards uh but still being able to climb the mountain again and regain that you'd mentioned training with dylan wright who of course last year was able to attain uh, a perfect season uh the first ever in canadian motocross history uh like great guy great person in general uh and a great champion in his own right um like the two of you must have a, a, a pretty good cool connection. It must have been really cool to see your friend uh, be that uh, consistent and uh, and riding at that level. Of course, now you're going to have to race against him, uh, as I'm sure you have a, a few times in the past at either provincial races or other Canadian races. Um, but uh, tell me a little bit about uh, working with him in the off season, training with him, and uh, when you guys are training together, do you speak English or French?
1: Um, we speak pretty much whatever language we feel like speaking that morning it could be <laughs> french or english but it, it's really awesome to train with him i mean he uh he's a great great guy i've never raced him actually before the only time i raced him i yeah it was when i, I was a b rider and i did like one or two okay. pro races and he went straight to 450 so i've never actually raced dylan uh but we we practiced together a lot uh he we trained like we do cycling and stuff we always have a lot of fun together he was there Cheering for me on that podium on Moncton and all of those races after he was uh, he was waiting for me and uh, congrats me and stuff. So we're we're really close and he's a great guy to have around. You know when we do motos, he um, he he if he has if he's able to pick something I can change on the track while practicing, he tells me and it's really uh, um, a great aspect to have and uh, we have a good track to train on and it's really really fun.
0: So, uh, where do you do m- most of your training throughout the summer? Uh, you'd mentioned that you have a, a, a track that you ride quite a bit down uh, back in Quebec.
1: Yeah, so I have my own track called SMX Motocross, which is about twenty minutes from my house. It's right beside a uh, a car drag place, so it's a nice spot. It's always been a racing kind of town, so they we have a track there. Um, it's open to public on the weekend. Uh, we only only we can only train on it on the week, so we only open up on public. But we do have an event with AMO coming up in May, 27, 28 May, and then we might have a second event in September. We don't know yet with the uh, uh, Quebec series, so it's to be determined. But the track is uh, it's a good track. Uh, everyone, if we had a race two years ago. A couple guys came down, like Julian Bennett, uh, Tyler Gibbs came down to raise the track. Uh, it's a fun track, a lot of pro comes on often Jess Pettis comes down it's a it's a fun track to train on and uh Dylan and I uh log a lot of, a lot of laps on it for sure
0: uh yeah you inject some talent like you guys into a situation like that you can make some pretty special things happen um let's talk about training for this particular year a lot of Canadians end up going down to the the, down to the states where it's obviously a lot warmer uh to go do some training um like what's the what's that landscape look like for you and how are you going to prepare yourself for your rookie season in the 450 class
1: yeah, so uh, last year I went down to MTF for the whole winter. It was my first full, full winter down south. It was really, really good. MTF is a great place. And then this year I wasn't able to get down to the south until December, end of December. And I only got to get on the bike in the thing of January. So we are down at WW Wrench with the Club C7. Uh, Brad, he used to uh, train me on a small bike. And I knew I had to improve a lot of, uh, of my mental side. So we got a. Uh, I got a mental coach this year, and I also have uh, Brad. We do a lot more one-on-one uh, at club with me, and we put in the work. Only I'm I'm down to, only down for the weekend. I was in home for the weekend, so uh, I'll head back tomorrow back there, uh, go see Daytona, and then get right back to the grind that we've been putting in the past uh, two months. And it's really it's good. We've been uh, starting the 30s way earlier than last year. Um, first a month after I was back on the bike, uh, we're already starting to do some 30s. So uh, we're Going to grind down, going to work. It was good to come home, though, see my friend compete at that ski event. Like I said, I got two buddies that are really, really good. They're uh, pretty good on ski, and I got another one of my friend that trends in Utah. So it was good to see all of them get a little weekend break and then uh, head back home, uh, back to uh, WW Ranch to uh, keep the training and grinding for the season.
0: That is awesome. Yeah, a little bit of reprieve, uh, switch gears for the weekend, and then head back down, uh, get some more riding in. Uh, and you mentioned you're going to Daytona Supercross. I, I've always, that's a bucket race, a bucket list event that I have not yet gone to. Um, like, um, I gotta be able to go to uh, the Daytona Supercross uh, at some point, but uh, it hasn't been on my schedule just yet. That's going to be exciting for you.
1: Yeah, it's always a fun event. I used to race it as an amateur, and uh, the uh, okay. I, uh, it's a fun event. Uh, I like to go down there. It's, it's not too far from Jacksonville, so it's not that bad of a drive. One of my sponsor comes down every year to watch it with me. we got a hotel there and then we just, uh, we watch racing. It's, uh, it's super fun. It's an outdoor, uh, outdoor state. It's not really stadium. It's outdoor race, uh, kind of Supercross. So it was, uh, it's always fun to go. The, there's a lot of people there and it's, uh, it's a fun event to go to and just uh, learn from, uh, these, these other pros that are really, really awesome on a dirt bike, so.
0: Yes, certainly. So you're, yeah. you're 19 years old. Um, you're, you're, your career is still quite young as far as uh, professional motocross is. Uh, any interest of yours to eventually make it down to race that series or, or to do any supercross uh, racing uh, either up in Canada or, uh, or down across the border?
1: Yeah, I really do want to do some supercross uh, racing, uh, in the states, it's in my plans. I don't know if it's gonna be next year or the year after, but we—I want to do it. I just want to make sure I have a good, a good uh, five, six months of Essex training before. So we'll head down probably October and just grind before the East Coast. And I really, really want to go there, be prepared, and do good. And uh, I, I've always, I've always liked Supercross. I've uh, trained a little bit with last year with NTF, and then we do it a little bit here and there here this year too. Obviously, focus is outdoor, but for now, but we—I'm really looking forward to eventually do some 250 East uh, racing and uh, race the Daytona and all those East Coast races on Supercross.
0: Yeah, that would be a really cool experience. Uh, following in the footsteps of a lot of great Canadians like uh, Ryan Gauld, uh, Ryan Lockhart, of course, uh, guys like uh, Jean Sebastien Waugh, who that was honestly like my fir- one of the first guys I really kind of honed in on. That was like, yeah, this guy's really amazing. Is is Jean, and who was able to like he was obviously great in Canada, but he was also really really successful in Supercross uh, on the south of the border. Um, like, who, who are some of the guys? Uh, that you looked up to? I imagine uh, some some uh, other fr- flying Frenchmen like yourself.
1: Um, I'll be honest. I've always looked up to James Stewart. Uh, that nice. was always my go-to uh, guy. He's been uh, the guy I've always uh, loved watching. And since I was young, that's always the only guy I was always watch and uh, really, really like what he does. So uh, James Stewart's always been uh, the guy I look up to uh, for sure. And I once...
0: And the only time that
1: actually changed is when he retired. I uh, started to like Kenny a lot for the all-heart on the track and then uh, Dylan. Um, that's the oldest three guys I've always looked up to. And uh, I always uh, want to do uh, as good as them and uh, even, maybe even better one day. That would be amazing.
0: No kidding. I, I, guess, I guess you are a little bit too young to be a Marco Dube fan growing up. He, he, he hung up the boots before you were probably 10 or 11 years old.
1: Yeah, but he was—he was, he was in a great part of my career as an amateur, and even being a pro with uh, his company supporting me and stuff. So okay. I have a lot of respect for him.
0: That is awesome. So, really what good, what are yeah. your goals for this year, my friend? Uh, landing on this brand new team, uh, very cool. Backed by both Seven MX and Walton Raceway, uh, it's a team that's been around for uh, for a lot of years, but uh, has had a little uh, some different kind of like uh, some facelifts throughout the last little while. Um, like, tell me a little bit about how they approached you and your goals rolling into this new season. Yeah,
1: our goal is uh, the same as everyone. You know, uh, at the um, I wouldn't be realistic if I say I train to get second place. Everyone trains to win, so I think that's uh, everyone's goal. Obviously, we just want to be healthy the whole season and consistent and be uh, always there in the mix, top five podium guy. I think that's very realistic for me and uh, putting all the work that we can do. And if I have a good season being consistent all year, always uh, in that top five podium fight, I think that, uh, that's our goal for the season and that could be a really, really good, uh, really good year for us.
0: Certainly, and you'll have some speedy uh, teammates uh, along the way as well. Tanner Ward stays on the team, and then uh, on the two hundred and fifty side of things, uh, a guy who's who's won four hundred and fifty outdoors in the states in um, in Justin Bogle. Um, Tell me about how you found out that you'll be uh, you'll be a run like that. That guy's going to be in the truck. He's uh, pretty legendary. He's two hundred and fifty Supercross champ.
1: Yeah, that's that's uh, that was awesome. Um, Tanner's a great guy. Uh, really happy. I mean, I I love Tanner. I was really happy to be on the same team as him. And uh, Bogle is just amazing. I uh, I always looked up uh, to how he dressed when he goes to the race, and that's how, kind of like to roll to the track, being dressed nice because of him. And now he's uh, my teammate, so that's really really cool. And uh, I was watching him race when he was on 250, and uh, he won his championship and Supercross too. So. It's really, really cool to be teammates with him and uh, learn from him.
0: Wow, the two of you guys are going to be uh, style masters rolling in. It'll be a battle every single week. Uh, you guys won't be in the same class uh, on, on the track, but uh, perhaps uh, like uh, pushing the envelope of style uh, as you guys walk in with your, uh, I'm sure you got OGO bags in tow as well. Uh, Jeremy McKay here on the Big MX Radio podcast. Jeremy, anything else? Uh, what else do we need to know about you before we uh, hang up this call?
1: Um, I think that that's pretty much it. Um uh, I'm, I'm putting to work, ready for the new season and I just wanna thank the whole uh Walton, Canadian Kawasaki seven team, uh everyone that's supporting them, Pro Circuit, Dunlop, Renthal, just everyone that support this team and support us and uh, I'm really looking forward to this year and uh make everyone proud and uh get some good results and, and uh have a really a strong season again.
0: Excellent, my friend. Well, thank you so much for making time for this podcast. A little bit of CanCon for the Big MX Radio podcast. Um, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, you have yourself a great rest of your day.
1: Thank you. You too. I appreciate the call and uh, happy to do that.
0: Excellent, my friend. Do not hang up just yet. But for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there.